The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining me today are Kim Sorensen and Paul Marsh. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. So last week, the 49ers went into Chicago and, you know, we had our good luck charm, Lisa Lawrence there, and the 49ers came out of Chicago with a win, 33-22, 11 points up. I love it, guys. Talk to me about this game. Well, it was just a relief for me to to you know to get a win after after such a poor run, um, but uh, we were kind of our kind of Jekyll and Hyde self, weren't we? So the first half again wasn't so bad. Second half really good, and it just seems to me that we can't. Yeah, you know, once we got a win, it was it was you know a close. You know, it could have been uh, better if we just started. It seems that every game we either play like a good first half and a bad second half, or or a bad first half and a good second half. It, uh, um, but yeah, just so glad to, to finally get a win. And Kim, it was a slow start. Um, you know, the first quarter was pretty lackluster, but to, in the second quarter, things really started picking up. Well, the the, the, the we had the, the missed field goal on on uh, on the first drive by the offense, but the offense was pretty good. Uh, the whole the whole game they they mi- missed on some chances and and we had to settle for the field goals but 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 overall I, I thought the the offense was was excellent the the whole game through uh, the defense just had, had uh, to 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 wait till yeah most of the second half to to show up but they showed up and that's the important yeah thing. and that's, that's what matters. <laughs> Well, passing-wise, Garoppolo went 17 for 28, 322 yards, 100.6 passer rating. Fields was 19 of 27, 175 yards with one touchdown, one INT, and 84.6 passer rating. Now, Jimmy had two rushing touchdowns this game, too. Why not? When you're at home and mom and dad and everybody under the sun is in the stands, why not rush for two touchdowns? Am I right? Absolutely. Got to put on a save for the family. Absolutely. Uh, and our receiving core was pretty solid. We saw something from Ayuk, you guys. Four catches for 45 yards. Ah, I love it. It just tells me uh, Jimmy's finally looking at him. Well, let, let, let's hope so. He, he, he played uh, more snaps than, uh, than Debo. So, so he's out of the doghouse as well, it seems. <laughs> well, it was, it was interesting. I, I read an article today. I think it was Matt Mayoko, maybe, or however you... I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his surname. Um, where he said that he'd kind of been reading between the lines. And he reckons that the reason that why he was kind of in the doghouse was that... Because obviously they all have kind of GPS tracking on them during training that they could tell that he wasn't putting in the you know a shift on his on his route runs and things in training which is why he was in getting himself in trouble but hopefully that that seems to have turned a corner and uh um you know if, if this is the start of him sort of showing what he can do like he did last season and maybe a bit better then uh with with the way Debo's playing as well um you know that'll just be amazing yeah, he showed up at uh, at some key uh, key moments 
for this game, at least, Ayuk. Uh, two of the catches were for first downs, and he scored on the two-point conversion. So, so he made the most of uh, his catches as well. I mean, it wasn't the most polished offensive performance, but it was certainly miles better than we've seen recently. And just just the O line, I was just going to say, because was it no sacks? Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether that's because they just played really great or, you know, Chicago's um, pass rush is poor. I mean, I don't really know much about, uh, obviously, because they were missing Khalil Mack, weren't they? So, um, whatever the reason, I don't really care where where the responsibility lies. (laughs) Oh, oh, here it is. Here it is. You know, it was was just great that, uh, you know, he was able to, um, you know, look at a couple of reads and make a good play. You know, make many good plays. And and the O line only allowed three pressures. I thought it was five, and it was three. Three. So pressure. I mean that's that's great. Isn't that's it? Ins- that. that's insane! Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overall, we had a total of twenty-one first downs. The Bears had twenty-two. Our third down efficiency was four for ten, forty percent. The Bears were eight for fifteen, fifty-three percent. Our fourth down efficiency, one for one. We were both one hundred percent there. Um, time of possession. I always love looking at the time of possession. I don't know why. I just always find it interesting. We held the ball for 22 minutes and 49 seconds. The Bears had the ball for 37 minutes and 11 seconds. I love it when we win by not holding the ball. (laughs) (laughs) And it it also puts, uh, punctures uh, the the theory that uh, the the defense uh, runs out of air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, by the end, when when we were so 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 much behind on time of possession, and we still had the better playing defense by the end of the game. And I don't think you know. I think we've mentioned the defense a couple of times, and we haven't given them enough props. Fred Warner still solid in the middle. Uh, he led the team with eight tackles in this game, five solo and three assisted. I mean, he's just the man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, continues to, um, you know, just just lead the team and and, and be reliable. Uh, you know, the fact that you know, with other areas and other places, obviously with injuries and whatnot, having that kind of cornerstone always there, always performing, you know, can make a real difference. Nothing to add, Kim. No, 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 <laughs> not really. I They've mean, just been uh, solid. Some, 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 some fans have have said that now that he has gotten his money in the, the new contract, he's he's been nowhere to be seen, and and he may not have had as many uh, splashy plays as we have been used to see, but he plays every single snap, and and he's everywhere. Oh, oh. I was going to say because I I think they part of that is obviously so for example that the the uh, defensive line um, hasn't been as solid in the run game has it as it, as it has been in previous Sorry. years so obviously that's going to look worse on him I think because you know obviously he's then trying to uh, you know make up for those issues um, so uh, I I think there's a knock on effect of all kinds of things I I, I mean whilst he's been paid. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think there's an issue with his attitude, or um, I, I certainly don't think that there's a, a problem there uh, in terms of we're suddenly going to see him, you know, never reach the, the the same levels that he achieved uh, before he got his money. I'm not I'm not sure I buy into that. Uh, I think uh, you know that there's a lot going on 
there uh, that, that leads into uh, you know, that, that kind of opinion. Well, also defensively, we had two sacks, one for both, four sacks, excuse me, four sacks, two for Bosa, one each for Ibukam and Harris, and Josh Norman had an interception returned for 33 yards. So, uh, you know, we still have woes on the defense, but they're still solid. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and very fortunately, we didn't have any DPIs. Oh, oh my gosh! A miracle! Praise I the Lord! Know. I mean, not that the penalties weren't there. <laughs> no, but no, but they weren't all on the defense. Yes. <laughs> and also, because and Norman again, he had that. Um, you know, he knocked the ball out uh, for a fumble, didn't he? And uh, I know that they, the Bears recovered it in the end, but so he seemed to be, uh, you know, having a, a, a decent game. Uh, and as I say, it's just a relief not to get any pass interference calls. Some, some uh, Dr. Jekyll and, uh, and, and Mr. Hyde to, to, to Josh Norman because he, he, get, he, get, he gets a lot of flags, but he is also one of the, the best at creating the turnover situations and, and the, the defense capitalizing on some of them. So returning to the offense, the O-line has the number four pass blocking and the number four run blocking grades in the NFL per PPFF. Previous Shanahan teams have excelled only in run blocking. I find that interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting, especially because, um, you know, obviously apart from Mac in the middle, there's, you know, obviously it's the same O-line. There's no, there's no great difference in, in, personnel um so uh you know that that is you know a great sign that they've obviously taken some strides from uh from last season Debo has had 350 yard receiving games this season the most by a niner since Terrell Owens in 2002 this season he's accounted for 46 percent of the team's receiving yards the highest rate by any player through seven games since Roddy White in 2008 and Devontae Adams is next at 37.9% of all Packer yards. So uh, we really need to protect Debo, guys. Yeah, it's a big, is, is, isn't this a contract year for him as well, I think, maybe? I don't know, sure. actually. Yeah, it, it is. Is it? Okay. Well, he's also the 11th player since the merger to have 350-yard receiving games in the first seven games of a season. Uh, he's making a case for himself. It's, but but I mean I mean, what what I'm hoping might keep obviously because obviously we don't you know we, I'd love to keep obviously I'm not definitely don't want to get rid of him but obviously uh, he's obviously has is prone to the odd drop so so hopefully that might be you know something that keeps his value when it comes to negotiating whatever his new contract is um, down slightly I'm not sure if he ends up with like nearly two thousand yards rushing or something that it will keep his his figure down but right. Um, it uh, uh, you know just kind of wishful thinking maybe there, but yeah, you know, obviously because he does you know. But the good thing is, oh, he comes back if he does. He does if he does drop it, you know, it's never something that kind of gets in his head, and and you, know, you can always guarantee that you know he puts it to the back of his mind, and then the next time he gets it, he runs for eighty odd yards or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, yeah, it just started off brilliantly. I'm going through these these offensive stats going, wow, look at this. Okay, I have to I have to read this one just because I gotta talk about Steve Young again. Three 49ers in history have had three hundred plus passing yards and multiple rushing touchdowns in a game. Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, 
and Jimmy Garoppolo. My boys, I love it. <laughs> that is funny. I, was, <laughs> I mean, that is quite amusing. I just you would never have imagined that 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 would happen, right? <laughs> well, I mean, two rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in one game—it's it, not the norm for at least not for a Niner team. Yeah, and, and not for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could understand. You, you, you see Steve Young and Jeff Garcia, and you think, okay, that totally makes sense. You see Jimmy's name next to them, and you're like, really? <laughs> but, he, he, but he did it. And that and that second one. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah, just he, he looked. You know, he was obviously looked. He was looking mobile as as he's ever looked. I think certainly, certainly since since after his first injury. Elijah Mitchell had nine carries for 92 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter alone <laughs> this kid i'm telling you he has now had 100 yard rushing games in three of his five career games i think we have uh hit on our running back yeah he's impressive very very anything else we want to talk about with this game you guys about that Elijah Mitchell, uh, was it was it the second touchdown? It was like the mall in the like a rugby mall, where they all just piled in and put. I absolutely love that. As someone who's a big rugby fan, you know, uh, uh, you know, and just enjoy rugby as much as I do sort of American football. I just, you know, I was just like, come on, because you don't really see it. I mean, I, I think you could do more of that type of thing. You know, not not as something you would do regularly, but it's almost like a trick play because you know, obviously, the way in rugby you get rolling balls and that's all very structured in the way they go about it. It's very difficult for someone who's unprepared to stop them. So if they actually, you could, I'm sure you could find a way that every so often you would just pull it out, and in the same way they just completely drove over the line. You could you could do exactly the same thing. But I thought it was brilliant. And then then Jimmy just kind of came in just at the end and just kind of gave a little push just as he went over the line. I thought it was really great. I, I loved really that. <laughs> I don't get funny. to see rugby much, but I do enjoy it. And I I agree. I can see a lot of of things that can be put into American football from rugby. And that was definitely one that but I it was, enjoyed. It was just quite, I just thought it was a really fun play. That just was, was really uh, very much so. <laughs> I love the scrum. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got only a few questions this week. I think everybody was just so pleased that they won. They didn't want to complain. Um, and and I like this one. I think we could spend a lot of time on this one. Carlos Cordova has a topic for us. When and if we should replace Lynch and Shanahan? I don't think we should, at least not yet. Shanahan should at least get the chance to work with uh, Trey Lance uh, next year. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of on board with that. But my only thing is, is I'm not 100% convinced that Shanahan likes or, or is truly... You know, it's is truly in on Trey Lance, and if he isn't, like if he if he isn't the court, because obviously we've spent all this time, and Shanahan has never really had the quarterback that he wants. You know, initially, obviously he wanted um, what's his face at the Vikings, and um, you know, he's, ne he's never, yeah, that's cousins. He's, he's he's never been able to play the game with the quarterback that he wants. And if he wanted, you know, obviously there's lots of rumours about him wanting, I'm so terrible with names, what's the guy who went to the Patriots? 
Mac oh, Jones. Mac Jones, yeah. Mac Jones, that he wanted Mac Jones, and that was the guy he wanted, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just worried that if those, and I don't, obviously, who knows, I, I don't know, but if those rumours are true, that he's not really 100% bought in that, that Lance was the pick, and, and in fact, that he's just still kind of got his eye on Mac Jones or Cousins or somebody else because he's not totally convinced by Lance's sort of skill set and, and whatever. I'm not convinced that, you know, because we, we can't not play Lance now. We've 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 invested far too much in the selection of Lance. They can't just get rid of him. He's effectively got to be on the team, you know, I would assume, next year. But certainly we're not just going to get rid of him. So if Shanahan isn't on board, I'm just worried that we end up with a with a terrible situation. Uh, and if if we don't sort of make the playoffs this year, and Shanahan isn't convinced by Lance and isn't you know wanting to play Lance next year, and uh, I'm not convinced in that scenario that it it would be a good makeup for the team going forward with a with a with a head coach who hasn't formed that great and isn't convinced by the new young quarterback the team's got. Uh, that that's just my only concern. Uh, if he is bought in on Lance. Then I wouldn't get rid of, of of Shanahan. Lynch, on the other hand, I personally am not so sure. I mean, he's he he comes across as a really really nice guy, and and when you you know obviously he he's really good in the media in terms of he's very you know he, he comes across as just somebody who's very amenable and he talks a lot. But when you, I'm not convinced by our our um, draft record at all, particularly the top like two or three rounds. Um, and, and I feel that somebody's got to, we've got to do better there and somebody should pay the price for that. And I don't know whether Lynch is the person who's making these picks or Shanahan, but someone's got to take the ball. It's supposed to be Lynch. And I, I'm not convinced that he's the right, the right person. I can't really follow you on, on the Mac, Mac Jones uh, theory uh, of, of yours because <laughs> we, we had the, the third pick. And and Mac Jones was picked in the tent the uh, at what was it thirteen fifteen or or something. So if if Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, there was nothing to stop us. And, but but and the, 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 pro the problem was is 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 there was so much, like literally everywhere in the media at the time was like why would you trade up to number three for Mac Jones when you could get him? What were we at twelve when you could almost certainly get him at twelve? Why would you? So there was you know I mean most people and the fan base were like why would we have traded up to get Mac Jones? There was such negative connotations around the idea of him selecting Mac Jones at three that that maybe he was over. Yeah, that's the rumor anyway that he was then then sort of uh, Lynch and uh, um, you know the rest of the, the the people in the organization, you know, sort of overruled him and said, well, we can't, we've got to take someone else because they'll lynch us if well, Lynch, sorry, they'll you know they'll go mad if we um, take <laughs> Mac Jones. Well, and I, I I'm kind of with Kim on this. I really can't see the front office in any way shape or form being influenced by the media or by the fan base um, no, be, be, because he has all already he has already shown Shanahan that people have been calling for for Lance ever since he was drafted and he right. and and, he, I mean, I, and he's I doing what he wants right. I, I hope you guys are right I totally hope that Shanahan and and, and you know picked and wanted Lance because to me that's the only way that we make a proper success out of the Lance selection 
is if Shanahan is 100% behind that pick and him as a talent. If they're not, then, and that's just a concern. If if I'm wrong, which I hope I am, and obviously I don't know because it's just rumours, but uh, I just hope that is, you know, that they are just rumours and it's all a load of rubbish because I just don't see how if Shanahan again hasn't got the guy that he wants, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna get get what we want and hope out of Lance uh, that you know uh, and that we need out of him by by what we paid a high price for him. Not, not, not to keep the, the argument going, but to, to me, most of, of the disarray or whatever we should call it right now is the impatience with the media and fans. Because to, to me, Shanahan said right from the beginning that, that uh, Trey Lance uh, was needed to be... Uh, to, to sit and and learn the position he he didn't play a lot in college he uh, covid made him sit sit out uh, an entire season so so he he had a great deal of potential uh, perhaps the the most potential of of all of the quarterbacks in in the draft but he wasn't very uh, very uh, experienced and And that's just what we what what we we need. He need well, why why he needs to to get those uh, extra reps uh, now, uh, learning from the sidelines and and if it was uh, there there were no no one complained when uh, Mahomes to go after sat on the bench after Alex Smith and. Uh, Rogers sat behind Brett Favre because those quarterbacks were higher regarded than Garoppolo is. That, that's the situation in a nutshell for me. Too many people have deemed Garoppolo out already and are just waiting for, for Lance to, to step up. And, and Shanahan is under fire because he, he keeps being stubborn about his position. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm one of those people. I don't think that Garoppolo. But but you know it is it is what it is. And obviously, if he continues to play like he played uh, last week, then long may that continue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nathaniel James says, looking ahead at the next five games, what do the cast believe will be the outcome in terms of result? Also, we potentially have some players coming back: Kittle, Wilson, Greenlaw. Thoughts, please. Yeah, well, they just just before we we started recording, they have already mentioned that Kittle, Wilson, uh, Al Shair, Ford, and uh, Robbie Gould would be practicing today, so they should be available for the coming weekend. Greenlaw will. Greenlaw, they they expect Greenlaw to be be ready next week. Uh, or, or fingers crossed, are hoping that he'll be ready next week. So that's a decent amount of upgrades. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that's that's great news. And, and also, am I not? Uh, um, I'm pretty sure um, Kyler uh, Murray's going to be out as well, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, Watts is out too. And Watts is out too. I mean, I know they've just signed. Um... I'm sorry, but I I have to. 
to play a little spoiler there because they are expecting Murray to play. Ah, okay. All right. They they just announced that at the at the press conference before the training today that they are they are expecting him to to play. He is he didn't practice in in Arizona today, but but the, they are handling it like uh, a veteran's day off. They 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 think he'll, uh, that Murray will start. Sadly. Okay. Well, that's a bit of a shame, but. Uh... Yeah, I certainly think our chances would have improved if, if he wasn't playing. But, uh, you know, obviously with, with, with people coming back, um, you know, we, we gave him a, a pretty decent game uh, the other week. Um, you yeah, know, and we held if, him to if, 17 points last time. If, so. if, if Jimmy can keep up that, that form uh, and, uh, you know, the uh, production uh, that he did uh, on la- last week, um, then, um, you know, that improves the chances even more. So, um, well... Let, let's just wait and see. I think it'll certainly be uh, be interesting. Uh, it's still going to be tough because we're we're away, aren't we? Or are we home? Well, let's I mean, see. We're, we're, home. I mean we're, we're home rather, and we've obviously again got, got a pretty bad record recently at home. But uh, hopefully, we can turn that around. So, what do you think about the next five games? We go Cardinals, Rams, Jaguars, Vikings, Seahawks. What do you think we're going to come out of that run? I think we're going to be two and three out of this next five game set. Well, I, I, I was saying three and two. Three and two, okay. Well, one or the I'm going to go with one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at how many away games we have, so I'm cheating. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, they're actually quite quite important games because I'm I'm pretty sure that the Vikings and the Seahawks, you know, obviously the I mean the Seahawks are obviously three and five, and we're three and four. And the Vikings, I think, is something similar, like three and four or three and five, something around that anyway. And I think you know, that that's the kind of they're the teams that are going to be around us fighting for that last um, uh, playoff spot. So if if we could get wins against the Vikings and uh, the Seahawks, um, that would significantly, you know, obviously we're already out of sight of the Cardinals and the Rams, but. Uh, you know, if we can if we can uh, beat those teams that are around us and and gain extra on those in, in the fight for that last playoff place, that could make a, a big difference to our chances of actually um, making the playoffs. Uh, you know, when when the time comes. But um, yeah, I think we'll be doing well if we win three of those games for sure. But uh, I'd say probably two. We we're not. I, I don't think it should be underestimated that uh, the Saints lost uh, Winston. For the season, true. so so oh, maybe true, yeah. I, I know there there are five five teams with a big big lead, but but that possibly still leaves uh, two two uh, wildcard spots uh, open for and end up for grabs, and and we have uh, the 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 Falcons uh, in the I, I know that's not in the next five games, and and the, and the Titans game doesn't look quite as exhausting without uh, when, when they are without uh, Derrick Henry later on so uh, I, I, yeah <laughs> I, I think we uh, our, our chances have improved over the last yeah week. there's a few things happening that have improved our chances I think of, of, of making one of those last couple of playoff spots um, and you know if, if, if the win last week can uh, you know galvanize the team and get them in a, a positive headspace, um, then uh, you know the, the, all, all is definitely not lost at this point. 
Simon Holtzworth wants to know, with Jimmy Ward getting injured, it leaves us very short in the secondary. Do we see any roster moves before the deadline, which I believe the deadline has passed, and I only saw the one trade. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I. I mean, I. I think it would have been probably handy if we had got somebody in at safety, but I don't we, think we, we did. We, we signed uh, a free agent safety, uh, Will, Will Parks. Okay, okay. To, I didn't to, see to that one. He had a. He had. Uh, he has been. I can't remember. He was either drafted and or played by the. He, he has played for the Broncos and. And the Eagles, uh, he was signed to the practice squad right after the trade was uh, was mentioned. Uh, I, I believe I saw, uh, I, I read somewhere that they expect to to promote uh, Tony Jefferson from the practice squad to to to, to back up uh, Hufanga and Wilson, and and they played really well together. Wilson wasn't in for, for that long in the Chicago game, but but they were two of the highest graded uh, defensive players on the team uh, after the game by PF. Yeah, well, so that's, uh, yeah, let's say long may it all continue. It's, uh, I think it's going to be uh, a miss with both uh, uh, Ward and Tart out, um, but, uh, yeah, promising signs from, from the others. This week, we are welcoming the Arizona Cardinals back to Levi's Stadium. Currently, the Niners lead the all-time series 32-28. to Our last meeting was a 17-10 win for the Cardinals in Week 5 in Arizona. Uh, and that is the game where our boy Trey Lance made his starting debut. Uh, the Cardinals did lose to the Packers in Arizona last week, 24-21, giving them a record of 7-1. Still first in the NFC West, you guys. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt that uh, uh, it's going to be tough. Um, but uh, as, as we just obviously were talking about when we were talking about, you know, the, the coming games, I, I think we've, you know, we showed ourselves to be uh, pretty plucky, uh, even in the areas where we've got injuries uh, and uh, uh, with people coming back, with Jimmy playing well, being at home, hopefully being a, a positive, even though our record there recently has been pretty poor, um, you know, I, th I think we can, you know, we can cause an upset if, if, if you know, the wind's blowing in our direction. And I agree. <laughs> now, Kyler did sprain his ankle, wasn't originally expected to play, but as we just heard, is expected to play this weekend. Do you think that ankle injury is going to play a, a role in his ability to be mobile? Well, um, I suppose it just really depends on, on, on how, you know, as, as somebody who likes to run, if you've got an ankle injury... You would think there's clearly be some kind of knock-on effect. So I suppose it really just depends on whether or not, you know, they're putting him out there at 80% because they still believe that's got he's got a chance at 80% over the backup or whether he's properly actually kind of pretty much fit and almost at 100% because there could be a significant difference between between the two. Offensively, the Cardinals are fourth in the NFL, averaging 30.8 points per game and eighth in total yardage with an average of 393.6 yards per game. The Niners sit 16th in the NFL, averaging 24 points per game and uh, 13th in total yardage at 369.7 yards per game. 
Defensively, the Cardinals are third in points allowed with 17.2 points per game and fourth in total yards, yards allowed with 319. The Niners are 22nd in points allowed at 24.4 and fifth in total yards at 324. And I really feel like some of these stats are a little misleading because I'm still holding on to the fact that our defense really held the Cardinals last game to 17 points. And that's huge considering how well they score. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we are opening as one-point underdogs. And now with Murray back, I wonder if that spread is going to grow. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to go to a full touchdown. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. So what are we looking for? Do we think we're going to come out of this game okay? Yeah, I, I think, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm done saying we'll, we'll win. I'll just say uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do <laughs> I think every every time I've, I've predicted a win, we've, we've lost. So, so I'll just say, say we, we're going to do uh, play a, a decent game. Play strong. We're going to play strong. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, I, th- I think whether we win, I'm not 100% convinced, but I think we've got a good chance. You know, they've been playing so well, you know, it's difficult when we've been playing so patchy. If we can put a full game together rather than a patchy game, we could definitely win. If we show the kind of patchy form through a game that we've shown so far, we'll just lose. I think if we can do what we did last week, anytime you can come from behind is a huge win, not only morally, but you know, just in terms of your self-confidence as a player, I think. So I think even if we start off slow, if we can build on that momentum from last week and get to where, okay, yeah, we take the lead and we keep the lead and we keep them down, I think that's going to go a long way for us through the season because that that's just going to start building that team's confidence and, you know, that negativity is just going to start washing off the back. Oh, definitely, because obviously a win against the Bears is one thing. A win against the Cardinals is something else. You know, a win against the number one team in the conference, and, you know, that'll do a whole nother level for our, our confidence and ability to tackle, you know, those upcoming games that we were talking about. Um, you know, I think uh, if we can if we can pull out a win, uh, then, you know, then obviously uh, our, our chance to, to go on and, and get the playoffs uh, improves significantly. And we've got the Rams immediately after the Cardinals. So it's going to be a rough couple of weeks, I think. Alrighty, guys, I have two minutes on the clock. Are we ready to play the two-minute drill? Sure. Yes, sure. Alrighty, here we go. Paul, Jimmy played well in the second half. Does this still mean the haters will want him benched for Trey? Not all of them, some of them. (laughs) Kim, it was a tale of two halves in Chicago. Can we carry the second half form into the cards game? Yes. And I think he means from the get-go, not the slow start like I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Paul, is the fact that Kyler Murray could possibly, and J.J. Watt definitely being out, make us favorites, or do you think it's something else? I don't think it makes us favorites, but it increases our chances of winning considerably. Kim, lots more injuries throughout the league. Is there any way we can avoid any more? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) History suggests we can't. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, is this a must-win game? Uh, No, it's not. 
Okay. Kim, why do you think we have struggled at Levi's so badly? Okay. Neil says the field of jeans. I, I really, I haven't got a clue because when I was there in 2019 for, for two games, that place was electric and somehow we, we just uh, have come up on the short end numerous times since. A candlestick curse. Paul, do you think we could acquire Deshaun Jackson to give us the deep threat? Uh, no, especially if Ajax now out of his uh, out of the doghouse. Uh, I agree with what we have. Kim, with Debo on target for a record season, can Ayuk finally come out of his funk and give us a real one-two threat from our receivers? Yeah, as, as we've already said, I, I already think he is uh, the the clear clear number two again. And <coughs> time. Thank you for playing. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Daryl Nils-Hanman, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Rob Newell, Kev Nyland, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Stephen Box, and Graham Ross for all that they do in the group and on the show. Apologies to anyone I may have missed. Thank you to all in the group who continually contribute, whether it's in the game day thread or the sharing of other content. We'd love to have you on the show. Just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group or email us. Or you can check out the calendar under announcements in the Facebook group and sign up for a date. I'll contact you via messenger and we'll make further arrangements. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NinerEmpireGB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire Great Britain. Don't forget to check out the blog, which is available on your favorite podcast app. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> On behalf of Paul Marsh and Kim Sorensen, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week. Go Niners. Goodbye for now.